In a meeting Tuesday, the Monona City Council decided to allow the city mayor and police chief to lift temporary restrictions on the city's police pursuit policy. The restrictions were put in place after a pursuit on New Year's Day resulted in the deaths of three people. Around 9 p.m. on January 1st, officers from the Monona Police Department attempted to stop a vehicle near the corner of Nichols Road and Monona Drive in Monona. The driver fled, and Monona Sergeant Adam Knockreiner pursued the vehicle. During the pursuit, Sergeant Jonathan Matz of the Dane County Sheriff's Department deployed a tire deflation device, and the vehicle crashed in Cottage Grove, about five miles from where the pursuit began. All three people in the vehicle, 30-year-olds Rashad Nelson and Aaron Willis, and 19-year-old Ajaya Ray, died as a result of the crash. At Tuesday's meeting, Monona Police Chief Brian Cheney acknowledged the tragedy of the situation, but defended the sergeant's actions. This is not an instance in which you had an officer bumper to bumper. Unfortunately and tragically, this operator of this vehicle decided not to stop and decided to likely push the limits of their driving ability and the vehicle. That is not a conclusive statement as that will be coming out from the Department of Justice. I'm telling you what I observed and the knowledge of this case uh, as I know it. The incident is under an investigation from the Department of Justice, but Cheney did not know when the results of that investigation would be available. In the days after the crash, the Monona Police Department temporarily shifted its pursuit policy to only pursue vehicles suspected of being involved in violent felony offenses. At Tuesday's meeting, one community member, a Dane County 911 dispatcher who was working the night of the crash, spoke against Monona's pursuit policy. The deadly crash that occurred on January 1st, 2024 was a direct result of a Monona police pursuit and has been the most horrendous incident of recklessness by police I've seen in my five years of working in public safety. Engaging in a pursuit for vague, suspicious reasons needs to be unacceptable. The Monona Police Department and the Monona Council need to permanently change the pursuit policy immediately to prevent further bloodshed and to keep the people they vow to protect us from the life. But several alders and Monona Mayor Mary O'Connor said a majority of the residents they spoke to were in support of the police pursuit policy as it was. If the restrictions continued, Alder Patrick DePula asked, Are we to just give up and not assign any sort of culpability to those that willfully engage in reckless and lawless behavior? City Council President Doug Wood added, Allowing people to just drive away when the police want to try to pull them over and essentially make police stops optional. It's simply not a sustainable policy. According to a story from the Wisconsin State Journal, Monona police engaged in 249 pursuits between 2019 and 2023. In 2023, Cheney said in Tuesday's meeting there were 59 pursuits. Four of those took place in the days leading up to the fatal accident, two within hours of each other on December 29th and another two on December 30th, one of which ended with a man crashing into a tree. The man survived and was found to be highly intoxicated. Cheney could not comment on how many total attempts to flee the police department encountered as that data is not kept. Chief Cheney added that while Monona's policy is more liberal than Madison's, is a professional police policy that is utilized by dozens of agencies in this state, hundreds across the country. The policy of the Dane County Sheriff's Office, which assists Monona Police in many pursuits, says that, quote, the decision to pursue a vehicle must be based on the deputy's conclusion that the necessity of immediate apprehension outweighs the risk to the community should the suspect remain at large. Prior to 2022, Monona Police officers could only pursue vehicles if they had probable cause to believe a violent felony was being committed or about to be committed. But in November of that year, the policy was eased back, instead requiring officers to consider a number of factors when initiating a pursuit, including, quote, the seriousness of the known or reasonably suspected crime and its relationship to community safety, and, quote, the apparent nature of the fleeing suspect, for example, whether the suspect represents a serious threat to public safety.
Cheney spoke about the cause for that change in a city council meeting on November 7th, 2022. So I gave the example of a burglary, of a home burglary, where the item taken, even though the person was home, was property that did not rise to the level of a violent act. So we could not then try to get this resident's car back in a pursuit when the conditions were you know, it's a dangerous uh, act of pursuing somebody. It's one of the most, as you and I spoke about, Alder, right. one of the most dangerous things that law enforcement can do. But we have an abundance of training and review to make sure we do these safely and that officers use their judgment and discretion and rely on their training. So what this now does allow us to do is try and make an effort to pursue that vehicle or that suspect and, and get property back and to hold people accountable versus before we weren't even able to pursue that vehicle if it took off from us. Much of the discussion Tuesday revolved around responsibility for the incident on January 1st. Chief Cheney said that the department reviews the body cam and dash footage of the officers and cars involved in all pursuits and that the January 1st incident underwent a full internal investigation. What this uh, sergeant did was within policy and was supported and under the law. The sergeant was abiding by law. One alder, Rick Bernstein, urged caution until more information became available. But Chief Cheney said he couldn't share further details of the incident until the DOJ had completed their investigation. For him and several of the other alders, the issue comes down to stopping for police. I think it would be incredibly helpful to know Why? if there's something in the policy that could be amended or revised to avoid this kind of tragedy. But no matter what policy I mean, we could just stop has, the police. And then yeah. what? We could just stop for the police, and then that tragedy Sure, Patrick, that's true. That's true. And obviously there's a lot of reasons why people flee the police. Right. A lot of them are because of what they see on TV, right. how they get treated if they do stop. Yep. So there's a general fear of the police. In some cases, it can be justified. Alder Bernstein motioned to vote on keeping the restrictions in place until the results of the DOJ investigation were available, but the motion failed. Another significant detail to come out of Tuesday's meeting, the reason for the stop that resulted in the crash on January 1st. Previously, the only reason given publicly for the stop was that the vehicle was, quote, suspicious. On Tuesday, Chief Cheney revealed that officers attempted to stop the vehicle for reckless driving in a school parking lot. To close the topic on the agenda Tuesday, Alder Bernstein qualified his support of the restrictions. But I also believe... Nobody should die for reckless driving. Not to analyze what happened on January 1st would be a dereliction of duty, as I see it, as a member of the council. Okay, Walter Dracula. One last thing. Um, driving at excessive speed is reckless driving. Fleeing from the police is reckless driving. And I think our police department was trying to prevent that from happening. For WORT News, I'm Jess Miller.